0: Life can be tricky, making us ask, what was that? Join host Jan Murray and her guests as they explore the that's of life. Welcome to life after that.
1: Hello and welcome to this episode of Life After That. This is episode two with Wanda Whaley from Kansas. In the previous episode, she shared a good bit about her husband, Clint, and their journey with ALS before he passed in 2017. And please go back and listen to that episode and hear their story. Now we're going to hear Wanda tell us how she has survived after the battling ALS and what she's done to help not only herself, but other uh, caretakers of those with ALS. So, Wanda, welcome back to Life After That.
0: Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So, um, well, I'll tell you, after Clint died, um, I was exhausted. I needed sleep. <laughs> I know anybody that's been through it relate to that. I did go back to work the next week after the funeral. I worked for an accountant. He died in February, and that's a busy time. It was, I like my work. I like the people I work with. And it was just, he was gone, and work was my home at that time. Uh, The kids had all got back to their lives. I mean, I'm in contact with them still every day, but, um, you know, life goes on for everybody else. And the guilt set in, overwhelming guilt set in because I had done everything I knew how to do to the very best of my ability, but it wasn't good enough. And then those little catty thoughts that I had, I mean, I never said anything when i was impatient but i thought him and the guilt of having those thoughts was overwhelming for me i just wondered if he knew how much i loved him cuz als totally destroys who you are as a couple and you become not husband and wife but patient and caregiver and that isn't a fun life and even though you try your hardest, they still died, and you're still left with all those memories of not being able to understand what they're trying to say, and just all those things just are still in your your mind. And it was really hard. Um, it probably took me, I'd say, four to five months for those memories to start fading back, and then the happy memories of our healthy life started taking or not taking over, but they started coming back. I remember the funny things or the things that we did with the kids or whatever, but it takes a while for that to, to happen and be patient. If you're going through this, be patient with yourself because those, those good memories will come back, but it does take time. Those, those guilt feelings, are still right there at the surface you wish you could have done better even though you knew you were doing the best you could exhaustion is a huge factor in this and you just do the best you can and that's all anybody can expect um after several months i started wanting to learn new things i i'd like to do crafting i um uh, bought a cricket machine oh I made pillows for all my kids I bought a sewing machine and I made pillows out of his western shirts Uh, I cut them up and made patchwork pillows for all my kids and grandkids and that took me a while and then I bought a cricket machine I started doing crafts a lot of crafts I started learning to do painting which I love doing all this stuff but what do I do with it COVID starts coming up there's no craft shows to go to so I um I made all this stuff spent all this money on on the equipment and the materials to do it I do love it but it's kind of worthless I don't have anywhere to go with it um I spent way too much time on my phone I still spend way too much time on my phone <laughs> uh Facebook uh is my my big downfall uh, words with friends I mean I do still to this day, uh, spend too much time. But there is a group called Cal's widows, it's caregivers of ALS widows and widowers. Um, although most of them are women because the percentage of men that get ALS is much higher than the ones that, uh, than women. And, uh, one time there was a Sunday afternoon, I was scrolling as I do a lot. And, uh, there was a lady from Canada named Verla. I can't pronounce her last name, <laughs> but she posted something on there about, um, gosh, I wish we could just get together for a group hug. And that kind of hit home with me. I used to, before Clint got sick, I was a caterer. I've decorated cakes for 40 some years and uh, I like planning parties and I like doing all that stuff. When he got sick, I quit quit doing that so much. But I still, I'm good at it. I can plan stuff and I have the knowledge of how to make it all happen. And I got to thinking, you know, I could do that. I could I could plan something to where we could get together and started thinking about where we'd do it. And I live in Kansas, Missouri's one state over. So I thought Branson has a lot of stuff to do over there. We could all get together, whoever wanted to, just. Have have a fun time and be with people that know what you've been through. Because if you haven't been through it, there is no way any other caregiver of any other disease is the same as ALS. So that kind of hatched an idea and I just started planning. Uh, we planned it for the first one was for April of 2019. And there was, I believe, 18 or 19 of us. From Canada, there was two girls from Canada, uh, Verla and another girl. Um, some lady from California. People from all over the United States came. I have to say, that was the most rewarding experience of my life. It was. We had one man come, and he was, he was a, he was kind of our idol. I guess he. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we kind of put him up on a pedestal. He was a good guy, fun. He was. He was fun to be around his he had lost his wife and uh, all the rest of us were women. And I had also told everybody to they were welcome to bring a guest, a traveling companion. So we did have some that brought friends, um, brought relatives. I myself had two great friends that joined me. They wanted to come and help. Uh, We'd been friends since grade school. And so they came everybody became one big happy family. We sat, we cried, we laughed, we went and saw some shows in in Branson. We had a banquet on Saturday night that I had everyone send me pictures and short stories about their spouse. I uh, had a video made, ordered some food in. Uh, my brother's Musicians, they came and sang for us. I had a speaker from Grief Share that came and gave us a talk. Everybody had a great time. And the bond that formed between all of us is unbelievable. I mean, there's not a day that goes by that we do not talk. Facebook has a lot of bad things. But this has been the best thing because we all... Talk, build each other up, communicate every single day, sometimes 10 or 12 times a day (laughs) uh, through this Facebook. Uh, I I made a group called Cows to Branson. That is for the people that are interested in going so we didn't, you know, force our plans, everybody else to have to be involved if they didn't want to. Anybody that wanted to could. Uh, find cows to Branson on Facebook, request to join, and then I would add them to the group. So they kept up with what was going on for our planning. But the cows, widows group, I'm really proud of all the original people because they're, they're the first ones to comment. They're the first ones to welcome new people that don't want to be there. They're the first ones that, you know, give comfort when they're having, the widows are having a bad day and it makes me feel really good that they do that we had uh, one lady that her husband had died six weeks before the get together and she was brave enough to come by herself i totally admired the the bravery it takes a lot Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to have the guts to do that we had somebody drive from maryland by herself and the two girls drove from canada I mean, they, it took some bravery that I planned it. We decided we wanted to do it every year. So I planned it uh, again for the spring of 2020. Of course, COVID hit. I planned it for the fall of 2020, had to cancel it. I planned it for the spring of 21, had to cancel it. Finally in November of 21, We had a very small group, but we had an original, and we had two new people that joined us this year. We did it the first week in November, and we had 13 people come, some of the originals. I feel fairly confident saying every one of them wanted to come, but just circumstances prevented everybody from being there but we did have some new members and uh it's the same thing they all bonded it's now they're a part of the group we have the originals and we have the new ones and (laughs) just one big happy family all person all personalities are just so different and if als has brought them together And I've always searched for a reason as to why we had to go through this. I can't think of any reason. But the closest thing I've came up with is maybe it's taught me to try and help other people. And in turn, that helps myself. Um, I've got friends that know of people that, have ALS and they've called me and I've talked to them and I don't have any miracle words or anything like that but I think just knowing that there's someone out there that can show you the pitfalls and kind of show you what to avoid and just visit with you and just be there for you just text you once every two or three weeks and say hey I'm thinking of you I think that's invaluable I didn't have that because I didn't know anybody that had ALS but I think that it's helpful to other people just to know that hey you've got somebody in your corner and if I need something I can call you and you'll help me out
1: right
0: and that's the only thing that's the only reason that I can come up with that plant or anybody has to go through this is the fact that I'm trying to make something good come out of it, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: And that's really all we can do is not let their suffering be in vain, not let our own suffering be in vain, but try to turn it into a positive of some sort. That's Uh, right. And it sounds like you've done a really great thing. And I've joined your group on Facebook and maybe financially I'll be able to join you all next year. It sounds Uh, like a lot of fun.
0: It, it is fun. Uh, this year we went, uh, we took golf cart tour up to um, Top of the Rock. It was beautiful. And I don't know, just the friendship that we've all developed. And it's, it's really, it's really beautiful. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And I, I'm, I'm glad to have these people in my corner. Sorry. So, Well, are you seeing, um, in age group
1: wise, is everybody in the same kind of generation or are you seeing a nice range of, of the uh, would, widows and widowers?
0: No, I would say at this point, um, I know through other groups that it seems like they're getting younger and younger and younger, but I also feel that the younger people probably have families and or kids that they are responsible for probably money's a little bit tighter for them. Uh, I would say, oh, 50, 50s to 70s are probably the age range of most of the group. We would welcome. We had a um, one of our ladies brought her daughter with her this year and which I think was very healing for her, too, because uh, I, I've tried to keep it at spouses because I feel like spouses, there's a unique set of not problems, but a unique set of feelings with spouses that you may not have with other people. So I've kept it at spouses, but this, this girl had lost her dad and she, I think she benefited too. We benefited from having her there and the friends, the friends that come also, they care about every single one of the group. I mean, we just adopt them in. It's it's like I said, it's one big happy family and each year we add more and I hope that it gets bigger and bigger. I don't know.
1: You want it to yeah. get bigger, but you also don't, because that just means more, more people are losing That's their exactly spouses right. or partners. So all, although we both know uh, that that is happening though, it seems yes. like uh, patients are getting younger Um, it used to be considered an old man's disease and now you even have children with ALS and it's ridiculous. And it is, um, I don't understand. I just don't understand. My husband was the third of six children to come down with ALS six months. I believe around six months after he passed away, another sibling was diagnosed and recently died in the last few weeks. So four, four out of six siblings in my husband's family have now passed away from this ridiculous disease oh my gosh and uh, there's been genetic testing and it's been looked at and they can't seem to find a common denominator it's not really apparently the mutations we know of is not what's striking down the murray family and it's uh my two children are adopted and they will tell you they're so happy they're adopted right uh, if they weren't they wouldn't have children because they don't want to pass this on we don't know where it's coming from you bet It's just, uh, it's just such a devastating illness. And I've told people, and I think I wrote this in my book that I published all those years ago, that um, we would rather have had a diagnosis of cancer. Yeah. People will say, well, you don't know how bad that is. And I'm like, well, yeah, I do. But at least with cancer, you might have a treatment. There's a choice. There's, there's a chance. A, there's a chance. With ALS, there's literally no chance. No. You're going to die at some point. Now you may go on a ventilator, yeah. but you're gonna die at some point. And it's um, not
0: gonna be a pleasant death. I no, mean, cancer. In your
1: mind, 90 percent of the time, your mind is perfectly fine, but you're locked in a body. And I don't know how you had this this happen, but we had um a lot of people assume because he couldn't move things that he couldn't feel like, oh no. He feels everything. That little yes. wrinkle on that sheet feels like it's burning through his leg.
0: For sure. And but, they tell you that there is no pain with ALS. And that's oh, not true full either. Of pain,
1: full of pain. And it, they'll tell you it doesn't affect their eyes. It does. My it does. My eye, uh, we got a uh, an eye gaze, a Toby eye gaze, like uh-huh. you guys, from the Steve Gleason Foundation. Uh-huh we were never able to get it to work with Bill's eyes because his eyes were affected and he yes. could never control it. So there's just so much about ALS and you can hear me kind of get, <laughs> I get a little animated. I, there's just so much about it that people don't know. And that's another reason I wanted to do this series. I want to have more people's stories so that people can understand more what we're going through. But then I also mm-hmm. want them to know the second half and, that we do continue going some have a harder time continuing than others. And what you're doing with the cows to Branson, I think is wonderful. Um, I myself have done differently and you have to listen to my episode to hear what I've done, but yeah, you know, I appreciate what you're doing with that group and your willingness to share your story, uh, your family's story. And you're telling us about cows Uh, to Branson I just think it's wonderful I hope I can join you guys one day uh, oh yeah I would love for you too but I'm gonna go ahead and close out this episode and I just want to thank you again Wanda for joining us and being so willing to share something that I know was a painful journey but I just really appreciate you being here
0: well I I appreciate having the opportunity and like I said that's that's the only good thing that can come out of ALS is helping other people. So I encourage everybody to do what you can. If you know somebody or something that if you can help in any way, do it. It'll be worth it. And you'll by doing that, you'll help yourself as well. So Absolutely. I agree.
1: Thank you. And everyone, please go back and listen to the first episode to hear all of Wanda's story and uh, listen again to all episodes that will be updated here at Life After That. Thanks again for joining us.